All right, all right. We're back with episode nine of Derek and Deja. Yes. Or, or should I say 9.1? Too soon. It's too soon. Yeah, we had some we had some technical difficulties with the last episode. So, what it's been it's been two weeks since. By the time this comes out, it, it would have been two weeks since the last episode came out. Mm-hmm. So, episode episode nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, because we we recorded we recorded an entire episode, and on not the day of, but the night before the episode was to come out, figured out that one of the one of the microphones did not pick up the audio, so we were only hearing one person speak. So yeah. So yeah, it was a dud, and we had to just had to bite the bullet, you know, had to bite the bullet and. And look to to the next week. So, like Fifty Cent said in a, in his book, he said uh, he said whenever you a hustler and you deal with the loss, the way you have to think about it is, I'll get it back on the next one. Mm. And he said that's that's the difference between his mentality and the mentality of a of a regular person. A regular person will have these things hit him and be like, damn, like I just give up. Mm. But he's saying he's he's just telling himself, "All right, I'll get it back on the next one, and just keep going." So, same thing. Right now, we both reading the same book. He's reading it. I'm listening to it, and just going through. But I feel like back in the day, I used to be a big fan of Fifty Cent because that was during the Fifty Cent, the Eminem, all that that era. Uh-huh. But now, being an adult and you know listening to his book. And like gain a new perspective of him, I am becoming a huge fan. Like mm-hmm. I'm my fangirl over him. Like I don't know if it's Fifty Cent that I like more or um, Curtis Jackson. Yeah. Calm down, calm down. You doing okay? Hey, you doing a little bit too much. <laughs> you you doing a little bit. Too I much. mean, but seriously. Yeah. I'm I'm further along in the book because I have the luxury of listening to it while at work, but. Yeah, and, and I'm babysitting. Uh, he is babysitting. I'm babysitting halfway grown people. <laughs> Crazy because man. y'all testing and everything is done, so y'all pretty much they, he got them watching Teen Titans. Man, look, no, 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 no. That that was like a two day thing. Uh huh. They had to take a test today, and I had some some girls who just decided in different classes mm-hmm. that just decided test. I'm not taking another test. You know what I'm saying? Be like, sweetheart, you know you're still in school. And so we have two days to take this test, and and it's the same. It's kind of like the same test they took at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's to see their growth. So it's on, like another benchmark. Yeah, like on the same types of questions, right? Mm-hmm. Different than the star. Okay. And and but I've just had these girls in in different classes decide like, no, I'm like, and we'll just sit there for the entire hour and a half and be on question number eight. And it's 52 questions total, and we have two days. So you need to get to question 26 to be halfway at the end of the first day. And they're like on eight or nine because they just sitting there like, test, you know? To be honest, I do feel like y'all take more tests than what, what we did in school. Like, every time you turn around, y'all got star, y'all got forms of benchmarks, y'all got exit exams, y'all got all kind of stuff. If I had to take the many tests, I think I'd be like them. Like, forget this. I remember, was it junior year or senior year? 
when Star had came out and we had to be the test dummies. It was junior year. Yeah, I didn't really take it. I oh, was no, I was them. No, no, no. That was that was sophomore year. I, I took a, I took a uh I took the first Star oh, practice test. AP. Test. Yeah. Yeah. I was in they the junior they class. paid y'all to take that. I was in a junior class. No, I wasn't AP. I was just in the junior class mm-hmm. as in my sophomore year in math. Mm. But I, I don't think so. I think maybe for you, but I remember being young taking a bunch of benchmarks. Benchmark? You talking about in elementary school? Yeah. Yeah, benchmarks because we really didn't have the tax and everything. So we took benchmarks and then all of a sudden the toss tests came. We started taking that. But we still didn't have to take those benchmarks and everything once that came into play. And then we had the tax test. And then we didn't have benchmarks anymore. It was the final, the tax. And then after that, once you got to high school, it's like ta- uh, tax. And then you had your in-class test. But not all these major tests that they got to take throughout the year. We didn't have that many tests. Man. That's too stressful. I, listen, I, I ain't trying to. Listen, all of that sounds good. And dandy, but be a student. <laughs> do do what somebody's asking you to do. Mm. You understand? Like, this isn't easy on me either. I don't I don't like sitting here with everything being completely silent, having to monitor people for minimal talking. Yeah, I can't even read a book. Yeah, I can't read a book. I can't have my cell phone on me. Like, or I could lose my 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 certification. So I don't enjoy it either. So. You know, and it's more boring for me because I can't go to sleep and you can. So put your head down and go sleep. Mm. Like think think about your day. Think about what you're gonna do tomorrow. Or they ain't thinking about that. They still kids. Ain't no tomorrow. It's more like what we gonna do after school. Well, think about your little uh, your little puppy love or something. Oh, just geez. just just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them to think about that. Stay away from the loop. Oh no, it's 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 already out there. It's too late. God damn. They they deep into all of that that drama. <laughs> man, how we start talking about kids, man? <laughs> These kids have infiltrated my life, bro. And I don't like it at Aww. all. I don't like I don't like that. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's something. It it's something. It's bad. Hey, but I mean, based on some of the stories we read today about that substitute teacher being charged with changing drugs for vape pens to middle school students, that's crazy. That that is ridiculous. That's crazy, and you, and you know as well. I teach middle school, mm-hmm. and these kids do be vaping, and but but for but for the 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 thought process you would have to have to have to be an adult and think to yourself. Not only will I try to, you know, sexually molest one of these children, mm-hmm. but to even frame it in a way of like, I'm going to give them something they're not supposed to have in exchange for it. Mm-hmm. You don't that's have to pay me, but shit. you have to do something for me. That's, that's really wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And what, and what did, did you read where this was at? or No. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Because I know I know we had a training and they were talking about pretty much the same type of thing mm-hmm. um, happening here in Texas and or at least within Dallas ISD and I know that this this was with the with the male substitute teacher mm-hmm. yeah and then the last few and I remember in the training they were just saying you know you typically 
are told to watch out for males around children and, and girls and stuff like that. But they were saying, like, uh, in our training, the last few teachers who have gotten arrested and whatnot have been women. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with sexual yeah, encounters? Yeah, dealing with, like, sexually molesting, like, the children, having sexual relationships with them. What the world? Yeah, it's been women. So, I mean, you just need to watch out with children, with whoever. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a gender and it's crazy, man. It's not a gender specific thing. And people keep trying to make it seem like that because there's this 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 bias with women and men when it comes to children. You always just have this impression of women that they're just gonna be nurturing and they wouldn't hurt the kids and then men, you know, they might it's be per- perverted and they might do something, but like no, nah, a lot of Typically times the other way around. A lot of times you like these things do happen with women and and even just you know, like with me, we would, I would show you these different instance, instances of these men coming out and saying, when I was a child, a grown woman had sex with me, did something with me, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of grown men. And I'll be telling you, it's, it's more men like that, that this happened to, but even in their adulthood, you know, they might tell one of their boys or something, but they're not coming out and being like, I'm a victim of sexual so Like, they're not doing that. So it's not out there in the same type of way. That it might be on the on the opposite side. But even just now, when you walked in and I was playing No Jumper, and he had Rico Strong on, who's a porn star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a black male porn star. And he was saying the very like like he he uh, had sex with his nineteen year old babysitter when he was twelve. Huh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you just listen to more and more like guys talk, it's just more and more recurrent. You know what I'm saying? They just not like they just not walking around. I mean, I I don't want to say it in this type of way. I was gonna say they not walking around victimized, but I don't want to. I don't want to frame it that way. They're I, not walking around like trying to tell people. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I want to say it. I feel like men try and cover it up as in like it's a badge of honor. Like yeah, it's transition transitioning into adulthood. Like I was able to get Miss Jones over there. You know. It's like, that's how y'all pretty much try and phrase it. It's like, you know, it's not nothing bad. It's like, you know, she wanted me or, you know, but deep down, that's still, you took away your innocence. Uh, I think some girls do that too. Yeah. When they be. It's like you, a coping mechanism. You hear the same thing. It'd be, it'd be some young girls who'd be like, this grown man wanted me so that like they feel grown. They feel mm-hmm. like they desired and stuff like that. What's that movie we watched? No idea. No, it's like Green Tomatoes or something, or it's that movie we watched at your parents' house. No idea. I don't. No, it's an older movie, and it was like, um, remember the the man? He was like a like a basketball star or something. Oh, or like... it was Mississippi Dam. There you go. You said Green Potatoes. Something. It was Green some tomatoes. old school that you. <laughs> Green it Tomatoes. Was something. Oh man, no! It was Mississippi Dam, mm-hmm. which is a which is a great movie because it's based off of a true story. Yeah, but it's like, but I brought that up because um, younger when he was younger, he, he molested. Got, he got molested. He got molested and then turned around, molested the what the cousin or the sister or the something. Cousin, his cousin. And then turned around when he got older, the babysitter, he molested her. Yeah. So it's like it was just a recurring thing. Yeah. And at that time, no one thought it was wrong, but until you got older or it came to realization, like, God, this is not supposed to be happening. 
Well, in the movie, I wouldn't say that they didn't think that it was wrong. They didn't. They didn't know. Well, the last girl, you made it. She kind of made it seem like she kind of wanted it. Like, yeah. but she she didn't know what she was really getting into. Yeah, yeah. Until she got called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until they got called. Yeah. Until they got called in the act. Yeah, that's a great movie, Mississippi Down. It's a it's a tearjerker though. You, you, yeah. You have to be in the right frame of mind. Like, don't be drinking. Listen. Watching yeah. That. No. And we some daiquiri drinkers. Did we have daiquiris tonight? Probably so. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no lie, man. In Houston, when I saw that movie, I was, I, I had something to drink. I started crying, man. Yeah. That, that movie is intense. Ooh, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't even believe you you remembered that. Why wouldn't I? It was only a couple months ago. I know, but the way you just brought it out, like I wasn't even anticipating that. Yeah. But yeah, just just like with uh, molestation, and and then to go further, something else came out with this female rapper. How do you say it? I don't know. Sukihana. It looked like Sushihana. Sukiana. Maybe it's Sukiana. You know what I'm saying? Whatever and, the girl name is. Yeah, and I was just scrolling on. I was scrolling on Twitter today at work, and. I had just seen, I had just seen this video, or I saw this tweet, and it included this video where Sukiyana was in a in a music video. It was called it's it's called Get Low Freestyle. Yeah, and and you if know, if you in our generation, you definitely know the song. Maybe, you know what I'm saying. Get low. You think everybody know it? Everybody not ratchet. It's not ratchet. Everybody not ratchet. That, <laughs> I that's a, say that's a ratchet. ratchet. That's a ratchet song. Okay, so back in our day, whoo, 10 years ago, that was not ratchet. Don't say our day. It is. My day is right now. I'm a 20-year-old man. My day is now. My day my day wasn't when I was when I was like a teenager. That's when the song came out, so back okay. in the day. Back in, back the, in day. the day when you was young and not a kid anymore. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, what else? It came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a ratchet song, though. It is a ratchet song. We, we, it is. I ain't gonna lie. And we had a lot of ratchet songs, but this song is super ratchet. And the video that she recreated was ridiculous. Yeah, and, and before we even get into that, I just want to say, I, I want to say one of the lines. She said, I'll fuck him for a perk and a black and mild. I said, Jesus. I said, and, and, and this woman has a following. Like, she may not be the biggest rapper. Because a lot of you may not have heard of Sukiyana. But no. she's, she's been on Love and Hip Hop. I mean, she has a following online. So, I mean, there's young girls that follow her. And she's talking about fucking fucking a guy for a perk in a, in a black and mild. Nigga, a black and a, a black and mild is $125. It's a, not, not $100. It's, it's $1.25. And you can get a single perk for like $10. Like you said, not even $20. So, what are we talking about? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> But but what's she doing in the video? The thing we want to talk about, she she was twerking on a little boy. She was twerking on a little boy like in the video. Like throwing that booty back on a little boy. He was standing up. She bent over and was twerking on him. Like, no. No. And then thought enough of it to, to, to put it out there for the world it. to see. This was her music video. Like, it's crazy, bro. And what and, and really should she, should she be charged with sexual assault? She should. Or sexual molest, molestation? Because that's exactly what she did. Because the little boy in the video, he wasn't even looking at her. He was looking away. 
like he was looking towards the house or whatever other spot he was at but he wasn't even looking at her but like you took away his innocence i'm sorry ain't no coming back from that it's crazy man some people are really deranged you know it's man i don't i don't even i don't even i don't even know what to say man just scrolling through YouTube, I just start typing in because I was trying to figure out how to say her name. I still didn't figure that part out. But um, just scrolling through YouTube, she had a video out there when she sold her soul to the devil. It's no, like, what I, kind I, of stuff is this? I saw that she was crying and you know, all this, all this, all this gibberish as I saw, I saw that a while back. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I mean, that could have been met metaphoric. And it also could have just been for clout, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just doing wild shit. But no, nah, I mean she's out here twerking on little boys. I really think she should be charged. Yeah. Because I think in the same light, think about a, a male hip hop artist. Think about like a drill rapper, and he and, and if he were to be in a music video gr- allow, grinding on a little girl, or have, allowing a little girl grind on him. Yeah. That would you out of here. That's it. You out of here, bro. You and and as soon as the police see this, you getting you catching the charge. And so she needs to catch a charge too. Yep. Period. Because people don't need to, like, yeah. Already, there's people that's trying to do stuff like that just because of uh, of, of how they are. Boosie. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean like, I mean like there's individual people. Who are trying to be like predators onto children, you know what I'm saying? Okay. But then, but even people who aren't like like that, trying to be a predator, trying to like molest children, right? Like they're just there doesn't need to be like regular people seeing that and just feeling like it's okay. I can do that to go viral. Like even if I don't like no little children or nothing, I can twerk on a little kid and record it and go viral. Like no, somebody needs to make an example. There is a couple of videos out there that's like that. And and examples need to be made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, because, again, man, these damn kids. Because <laughs> I'm around kids every day. And yes. I'm just thinking, like, if a grown woman had, had was twerking on one of the kids, then I'm like, I can only imagine, bro. Like, they, not, they aren't ready for anything like that. They aren't no. developed, like. Why would you do something like that? And like I was telling you earlier, it's honestly, it's I blame everything. <laughs> well, I blame majority of this stuff on social media because these kids got everything in their phones and they can see all this Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you want, you name it. They can see it and nothing is censored anymore. Nothing. They can see everything. Yeah, man. I remember. I don't know if I was talking to you or who I was talking to or if I saw it on the forum. But someone was saying the same types of images when you were younger mm-hmm. that you would try to talk to a girl, you know, the, the whisper, the sweet nothings, trying to get them to send you a little picture or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Those types of images that you would have to try to get are now just readily available as soon as you go on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just open it. You don't have to search nothing. Just open it up. Of women with a whole lot more than... than what your teenage teenage counterpart had. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you was our age. It's just crazy. Like, so, oh, when you think about that, they probably won't even like it. Like, seeing... The teenager? Uh, underdeveloped. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't... They 
they shouldn't be doing that much anyway. Because but... they they've been exposed to all of this, so once they see normal, because just like all these fake booties and everything, they thinking that's real or that's what they should want. So girls with no booties or it just. It... I think I think it I think it causes a problem like with the BBLs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think it causes a problem with like women's self esteem. And then also with, with with men's expectation of what to expect or what they like on a woman, mm-hmm. and and even Nicki Minaj, who's 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 one of the pioneers of like bringing this BBL into mm-hmm. rap culture, mm-hmm. into hip hop culture, because when you think about when you think about women, she was like the first women woman who had a very overtly crazy ass mm-hmm. that was overtly fake it was like oh my god that you just was like oh that's fake you know like that and the conda don't i didn't really even know of any other Mm-mm. female artist who had work or like something that was just so blatant it's just like you like what like wow you know this is deemed as beautiful yeah and this but even but it's even crazy about that though i would just listen to some type of interview that she had, I think, at a radio station where she was talking about how when she was trying to be an up-and-coming up artist, mm-hmm. she was around Lil Wayne and such all the time. And what always basically, because if you ever saw Nicki Minaj prior to the surgery she and the fame, normal. she was very thin, mm-hmm. very slender. You know what I'm saying? And she was saying something about, and, and she was out there in Atlanta mm-hmm. prior to, even though she's from uh, New York, I think Jamaica, Queens. Which from where Fifty Cent from? Mm-hmm. But she was like, I learned that today. Yeah, she was like, um, Lil Wayne would be in the studio, saying stuff sometimes, and maybe he didn't mean it to be harmful, but she was like, as an up and coming artist, just Lil Wayne, you still take it a certain way. And so he's talking about women's asses and always talking about women and this and that, and that she felt like she needed to look a certain way to, in order in order to make it. Mm. And so then, boom, that's what she went, went, went did. Wow. And then it started this avalanche of all these women who just, and not just to solely put it on her, but, you know, you wanted the first. Publicly, mm. publicly, very publicly to do it. I'm trying to compare, like, back in the day until, like, today's time. You know, back in the day how they used to say um, the magazine models and everything and how women used to compare that you look into the magazine you're like, I want to be like her, so... Everybody was dying to be skinny. And now, everything is fake. Mm-hmm. You want to be the miss, the next Barbie or whatever the case may be. So, like, which one is worse? Or they both one in the same? I think I think anytime you, you're, you're trying to be something that you aren't, I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, some, like, when you're trying to be something that you realistically can't be, and you know, at the same time, it's kind of like, who am I to say? Because if you want to do it, who am I to say you shouldn't? Because I can sit here and I was about to like I can give this speech about you should love yourself for how you are and, and who you are and all this type of stuff. But I talk to you and I'll be like, well, I'm gonna get my teeth done. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I don't I don't love myself? Or I should, or I should just not, 
based upon the, what I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's what I want to do. So, but there could be somebody, and there are people who be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with your team. And I'll be like, oh, I don't care. I want to, I want to get this done or I want to get it. Mm-hmm. So, what, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, the way I compare it back in the day, I feel, did a lot of people even have access to magazines like, you know how it's easy to come across social media and everything because it's in everybody's hand. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, yeah, you walk past. If you don't have the magazine directly, once you go out, then you see the billboards and you see all that. But I feel like now it's always in your face. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. So if you have any type of insecurities regarding the way you look, it, there's no escaping it. Yeah, as far as having insecurities, I I would agree that um, a lot of things are being shoved into your face all the time. Mm -hmm. Not just with with body types, but with possessions, Mm -hmm. with with titles, just people's positions. Being able to go places, traveling, all the stuff that you act like you're supposed to be doing or you need to have. Right. because The latest technology. Yeah. Because people are just throwing their highlights at you Mm -hmm. 24-7. Highlight, highlight, highlight. So imagine being young. You got to take that in. I really feel like this generation, if they can't decipher between the two, learn how to turn it on and off, I don't like the direction it's going. No, I think a lot of them might have issues. For sure. I think think a lot of them may have issues. Just, Just thinking about even women in our generation, just... Not being able to take normal pictures anymore. Yeah. It has to have filters. It has to be filtered Did down. Texas banned that though? You can't really have that many filters. I think they ban- I think they, I think they banned some filters. Yeah, filters. certain yeah. filters they banned. But it's like even with myself, I, I hardly I hardly take pictures. But it's even less to use a filter. Mm-hmm. But it's like what's the point? I don't I don't I don't take the pictures anyway, but Unless I'm putting a dog on my little filter. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's really some people who cannot take a picture of themselves without a filter being on it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know FaceTime. Remember? Yeah, you can put filters on your face. <laughs> the other night, I was like, what the world? Yeah. It's, you can put a filter. You be catfishing people for real. You can catfish in real time now. Yeah. For sure. That's... That's crazy. That's crazy. You know. Mhm. And then, and then it's also not just with women because, as a, as a young man, you get on the same thing. You can get on social media, and you you can see these guys like shredded and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And not realize that some of them, some of them are on steroids. You know, like some of them are doing harmful things to their body to portray something Mm -hmm. to to everybody and and you're judging yourself and what you're doing based upon what somebody else is doing but what they're doing unnaturally Mm -hmm. and so it it, it's it's the same it's the same thing it's the same thing in a way Hmm. because man i've seen some i've seen some really swole dudes you know like some really like and it's just crazy because I don't want to say 
that most of them are doing steroids, but some of them definitely are. Mm-hmm. And then what's even crazier, being at a black high school playing football, I, I know of no single person who was using steroids, to, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, when you hear other people just talk on, like, in comment sections or on Reddit or on bodybuilding uh, forums and threads, some of them were like, man, like, half our football team was on steroids in high school. You know, and it's, and it's like, what? That's crazy. Don't I get drug tested and all that? Uh, we, were su- we were supposed to. I never got drug tested. What do you mean? Suppo- oh, it's yeah, random? Yeah, yeah. It, it was supposed to be random, but I never got drug tested, and I never, I've never known of, of somebody to get drug tested in high school. Mm. So. You want to name what school you you attended? It don't matter. I went to DeSoto High School. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and but But just hearing that, though, because, you know, it's like a sports, it's like a sports town. They, they take athletics. Uh, pretty seriously mm-hmm. and y'all, y'all are known for y'all athletic department y'all have a whole huge gym like y'all, y'all gym school, is crazy how, yeah, y'all, how you know what our gym is like huh huh <laughs> <laughs> no foolish even when gym, I drive bro. by it it's like ridiculous yeah like it shouldn't be that big for a high school like why is it that big why is everything catered to y'all athletic department uh I think if you're bringing it in you can make the you can make the claim that you deserve the benefit of it. Well, but why only focus on athletics? I think if the athletic department is bringing it in, you could make the case that uh. it should go toward that. But 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 also but also before before you say anything next, my graduating class mm-hmm. had twenty like out of my senior graduating class. So on a football team, right? You might have like seventy players, you know. Mm-hmm. So, a mix of seniors, juniors, and then some sophomores if they good and stuff like that. So my senior my senior year, we might have had like twenty two of our senior class go play, uh, get like a scholarship to play in college. Oh wow! So you could look at it as an investment. But that's the only thing you invested in. What do you mean? Athletics. Hopefully we breed some good athletes. That's it. Well, they're the you're one... telling me that's the only thing that your school can produce. No, it's not. But they're the only. But they're the ones bringing that money in. How? It's regular high school games. Probably through like sponsorships. High school games are that important. Yeah, in Texas, yeah, for sure. Wow. No, no, no. Texas high school football brings in money. The games were like televised and stuff. Hmm. You know, I don't want my nephew to play football. We've had televised games, and then there's different sponsorships and just different stuff. Nike came up there, gave us Nike jerseys, and you know, it's, it's it's business. It's like you, a breeding ground. I'm not a football advocate, so I don't. I don't. I mean, it is it is what it is. If it's bringing in the money and you can justify making it, then sure. What but if at, it's bringing in this, that much money? Play uh, pay your players. But at the same time, but at the same time, other 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 sports use the same facilities. They have access to the same facilities, though. Hmm. So, 
But the facilities are nice at the school. Well, they should open it up to all the students be like, y'all want to come work out. Because I went to TSU, and uh, it was nicer than TSU's uh, athletic department mm. in their gym and whatnot. So and That's a whole college. Yeah. <laughs> we, we in the suburbs, man. We in the suburbs. Boy, boy. But no, I, I agree with paying players. Um, but high school or stuff? It, it, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I'm aware that some players individually can bring in huge crowds. But I, what I would say is they should have the full ability to market and sell their their own likeness. Mm-hmm. And what that means is if they want to, if, if a local business, right, wants to sponsor them, right, wants to have them on a flyer and they want to pay them, they should be able to do it. Mm-hmm. If they want to, if they want to be able to sell their own jersey with their name on it or a shirt with their name and their number on it, they should be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my own likeness. Mm-hmm. And, and for some players, not for all of them, but for some players, people are very much coming here to see me. Mm-hmm. And you can't get around that it, other than just saying, well, it's amateurism and we, we can't pay amateur. Like, no, bro. We are like you out here spending all these hours. Y'all making the money. You you spending all these hours doing this thing. And many of them will never like prior to now when they when they when they've allowed collegiate athletes to make money mm-hmm. through through NIL deals. If you did anything to to benefit from your likeness you get in trouble so there was there was a quarterback for ohio state and they were saying he was doing things like getting free tattoos at a tattoo parlor like you know what i'm saying like just doing like regular college i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a hero in this college town you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i'm famous in this college town and local businesses want to do things for me and i can't even accept that but but y'all making all this money off of me when I come out here, mm-hmm. and I think I think you should be allowed to get paid at, at any level that you can generate money. You should be allowed to make money at that level. I definitely agree upon the college level, but when it comes down to grade school, like high school, the only thing that I see a difference with that this generation might be able to balance it because they pretty much they all have YouTube videos, YouTube channels. They all have this type of stuff, Instagram, but it's like, okay, do you need to focus also on your education? Like, would that deter them from finishing school? You know, you know whose problem that is to do it? Mm. Their parents, Mm. you know, it's, it's some, it's some kids in high school who have millions of followers right now, like basketball players who have millions of followers and ESPN can freely do an article on them. Mm-hmm. They can come. They can televise the game. They can have ads on the game. They can, you know what I'm saying? They can um, have like banners for different uh, sponsors and stuff, and on the on the on the court mm-hmm. or on the scoreboard, everybody can get paid off this player out here playing, except the player. Like no, true. Give them some money. Okay, I see it. You know, because then it starts to look like something else. Mm-hmm. It, it starts to look like unpaid labor, mm-hmm. and I'm not fond of that. You know, 
Well, they trying to say change that like unpaid internship in the history books for slavery. <laughs> Next, I know, sir. You trying to do something like that? I will turn up on this joint. <laughs> no, sir. Man, but no, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of kids out here making money. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of kids going to uh, college too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of education, mm-hmm. it was a uh, a charter school. Was this in Chicago? Mm-hmm. That was Chicago. Thirteen consecutive years of the entire senior class going to college, and this year it was one hundred and fifty nine students. And this is like at a male. This is like I'm at a male charter school. So mm-hmm. these these are one hundred and fifty nine uh, black males mm-hmm. going to college from Chicago. And as, as, as much of a bad rap Chicago gets as an entirety because of what we know about it from drill music and just like the rap scene, the murder capital, and, you know, mm-hmm. being, being those things, I don't know about the entire landscape of it. So I know there are some areas that aren't as bad. I don't know where this charter school is located in the city, but entire class is something. Yeah. It's something for sure. But I know, I'm, not to be the devil's advocate, but uh, hopefully they're not shoving it down their throat. Like, hopefully they're giving them other options. Yeah, like college, 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 college. Yeah, because we need to keep this going because this is 13th year. I'm going to need everybody to go on. <laughs> Even if you don't go to a, a, a major university, you still got to sign up for community college because we got to keep this going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully it's not like that. Yeah. You know. That but l- it still looks good for 159 students, males, to be going to, going to college. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I almost want to be like the devil's advocate <laughs> and saying <laughs> that even if you are pushing some of them and they shouldn't, realistically. Mm-hmm. What else they're uh, going to do? The alternative is say, what else they're gonna do? them being in a regular school and... It not being exposed to it. It not being this. Mm-hmm. It being a lot worse. But one of the reasons why why maybe you shouldn't just the one of the reasons why you would say college just isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean as being a Black American, because Black Americans when you go to college, mm-hmm. Black Americans are more likely to take out loans in order to go, and then on the loans they do take out they're more likely to take out more than their white counterparts, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're more likely to take out loans, and then when we do, we're going to take out more money. And But then when, once we graduate, black graduates are more un, uh, under impa- underemployed and more unemployed. Hmm. And then even, and I want to get the statistic right, so I don't just want to, like, say it. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it, but it's one or the other, that black graduates – have a lower home ownership then it's either through either white they have lower home ownership either um compared to white high school graduates or white dropouts it's one of the two mm-hmm. you should have sent it to me so i could have yeah but I, I didn't know it was going to take this turn mm-hmm. but when you start thinking about stuff like that it's not for everybody no. Because some people are just going to take out debt to not even really be in a better position because they were just told so much that they should. And this is the problem that we have with the 
with the student debt, the student loan crisis. Mm-hmm. You have all these people who are never going to pay back these loans. They're never going to, period. Mm-hmm. And it's it's people have realized they aren't going to get paid back. So, but in but in the meantime, you're making people default on them mm-hmm. and you're ruining the credit. Now you have a large portion of people who won't be able to buy a home, you know, who will never have a home ownership. Mm-hmm. You have some people who are trying to pay the debt down, but and then in the meantime, they aren't having children. Like, people who are making big life decisions or, or being deterred from doing things in their life because of the student loan issue. And for some of these people, they just should have never even went in the first place. Yeah. And that's not to deter anybody from doing it. I'm not... I'm not saying not to do that because, you know, with me having done that, I've realized that there's just certain jobs you can't even really be be seriously looked at if you don't have it. Yeah. I mean, I can be completely transparent, um, personal. Um, I didn't finish my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Granted, I'm, I'm glad I still finished an associate's because the type of job that I'm in... You got to have some type of degree, (laughs) you know, but not finishing school. I just came to the point that I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like all through high school, middle school, all that. I was AP classes, all type of calculator club. If you, you know, listen to my sisters and everything. But it's just once I got to college, I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I got scholarships, but I was just like, even from Kroger, I had got a scholarship from Kroger. Like, school was good. I mean, I just had to take out a couple of loans because I ended up going to Dallas Baptist. So, a private school is expensive. Like, crazy expensive. But I, that's one thing that I'm not going to push down my my uh, my kids' throat if, we, if I ever decide to, you know, have kids. Like, I need you to figure out what you want to do first. Because it's like, no, it's not for everybody. And hopefully that school is not pushing it down their throat saying that they have to do this. Because your first year in going into college, you, I don't understand why they try to make you choose a major. I don't understand that part either. There, there's, to, to me, there's a lot of different things. There's a, there's a lot of things wrong with college. Mm-hmm. The way that it's set up. One just tuition being astronomically high. Mm -hmm. But then also, what you're saying, making you choose off the bat. And then taking all these classes you don't even have to take. Like, if I just had to take the business side, then I'll be good. But taking all these other classes, like for me, no, I'm just going (laughs) to... I had to take a biblical class. I had to take multiple classes like that because I went to Dallas Baptist. It's a a religious school. And then I had to take, like, it's just so many other classes I had to take. But it was just like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and, and And speaking of that, when I had gone to school, I know somebody who was a criminal justice major mm-hmm. taking taking a racquetball class. You got you to know? have certain electives. You yeah. Have to, it's like, okay, why did we have to do all this in high school and then turn around and have to do it in college? <laughs> What's the point? Having to pay <laughs> to take a racquetball yeah. class. And it wasn't just like, it wasn't like racquetball was on a uh, schedule, but from my understanding, it, probably like a it was age. out of some type. Yeah, it was out <laughs> of a few different classes. And, uh-huh. and according to them, I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? They could have been, they could have been just capping. 
And instead of just a science class, you have to take labs, you have to do all this. So yeah. it's like so many different other classes you got to take that you're going to have to pay for. Right, right. But no, I did, I did have to take, when I was a biology major, I, I did have to take music. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and I was just wondering, like, why am, why am I taking music? And mm-hmm. it would just make me mad. And I got an A in it, but, but still, when you just start to think, I'm, pay- I'm paying for this, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to do anything involving music. And then you just realize, oh, this is just, this is just like some university politics. Mm-hmm. This is just to get you to pay, just to fill out your, fill out your degree plan, with 120 hours. You know, mm-hmm. because the whole 120 aren't for you for what you need to do. Nope. But we gonna fill it out for 120, and then we gonna make you take some of the classes that people wouldn't take if they just got to take what they wanted to, what they needed to. And it's just a money thing. Yep. That's just what it is. It's a money thing. And what's crazy when when I when I when I hit my semesters of having like 4.0s and stuff. Cause I switched to business after my freshman year. Mm-hmm. When I hit my, my 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 semesters of having my best academic achievement, it was when I was strictly like taking business stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What you wanted to do? It wasn't when you I was doing. It. <laughs> it wasn't when I was just doing other stuff. Mm. And so, it's just crazy, man. School is school is some crazy stuff. It's it it definitely is, and it probably shouldn't be four years. But if it wasn't four. That's a quarter. That's a quarter. That's a quarter of your tuition that would just disappear for university, and you know they're just trying to get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Man, now, I'm not. Uh, so I'm. I'm. I'm not an advocate for college, but I'm not saying not to educate yourself, because I mean, w- with myself, I still have multiple certifications and everything under my belt. Like. I, it's not like so I didn't do the traditional route, but I had to do other forms of education. And I definitely feel like that is what need to be taught to kids. Like people going into that okay, it's other avenues you can take trade schools, whatever the case may be, it's other ways for you to make money. Yeah. And and you're saying you aren't an advocate of it and that you wouldn't push it on your children, but the way the way I would look at it is maybe just being more prepared to send them true to where they wouldn't have to take out to take out debt mm-hmm. because the, there there are a lot of benefits and we've talked about this before um we've talked about this exact same subject prior to this uh to this episode and there are a lot of benefits mm-hmm. one is the networking aspect of things oh yeah another is just the social aspect it's you leaving the house and you aren't completely out there Mm-hmm. in the real world but you like in this filter place that's in between yeah now you still have to get yourself up you still have responsibilities but they aren't like major 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 responsibilities like i need to have my rent on the first i'm kicked out mm-hmm. you know like it isn't it's it's like this in between yeah and there and there could be value in that mm-hmm. but the way that it is for us it's not that it's just like this you know I'm leaving the house to act crazy. For, not for everybody, but I know a lot of people who are just looking at it like that. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving the house to act crazy, to take out loans and get a refund check so I can just spend it on stuff. And honestly, I didn't understand the loan part. Yeah. I didn't understand that back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, I got to get this to finish paying for the rest of this. But I didn't understand yeah. in debt what I was doing. Yeah. So, I mean, but 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 going back to the to the original topic, you know, kudos to to the school, mm-hmm. to the charter school out there in Chicago. You know, 150 uh, black male students going to college, the entire class, mm-hmm. senior class for the 13th consecutive year. And that's big, and that's big because when I look at, again, these damn students infiltrating my reality. <laughs> because when I look at my students, you know, even 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 the ones that give you issues and it's crazy and disrespectful, like, you still want the best for them. And, and you kind of see where we're, the area we're in, which means, you know, you, 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 you're a product of the area. Mm-hmm. Your parents live in the area, you know what I'm saying, and, you just want them to do better than what they're probably being set up to do, mm-hmm. and so so to 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 see of a school in a in a maybe bad area, depending on what part of Chicago it's in, making that happen. I mean, I can't I can't say anything bad about it. Mm-hmm. I wish <laughs> I wish something like that would happen over here. Well, that many students going to going to college. Yeah, I mean, if the entire graduating class of the the kids that I'm teaching could go to college, I want that. Mm. But because do you think? Uh, do you think some kids will be ready, be prepared, based off where they coming from? Well, it's not just one year. I mean, they 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 be they would be exposed. Oh. Man, I was just talking to you about that. He was going in. I mean, make sure you don't hit it. And he over here hitting it. They, they would be exposed to a type of environment that would hopefully be getting them ready for that for four years. Mm-hmm. If they were there all four years. So, I think they would be fine. I think if, yeah. But I see what you're saying. It would have to start earlier. They would have to be attracted for them to go down that path. And it needs to start earlier. And one of the things I don't I don't know, but some of these kids are much more advanced than the other kids in their grade level. And to be honest with you, every second that they're in the class, like in my classroom, is a, is a second loss for them. Mm. Because there's there are times where I'm teaching them something new that they don't know, mm-hmm. right? They don't get hundreds on everything, so I'm not saying it like that. But they they pick up on what's going on so quickly that if it was just them and other students like them, we could get through so much, you know. But it's it's going so slow for them that you're being brought, even though you're making A's, even though you know the content through and through, you're being brought down just because of the pace and because you can learn more. Mm-hmm. And it's so vital for you to learn more because you have to go into this world and compete. That with people that did learn more. Yeah. <laughs> and so there there needs to be something for, for those kids for sure. And I don't know what it is because you talk about skipping grades and then a lot of kids who skip grades have social problems because they're smaller than the other kids. And then because you're in a certain area, mm-hmm. you know, you're not be bullying people and stuff like that. 
I don't know, but something needs to happen because I have some kids who, without a doubt, should not be in these classrooms. Is there a way that you can advocate to get them to skip a couple of grades? Be like, clearly, if you're going to remain in this district, you need to go up a couple of grades just to have the work challenge you because right now you're not being challenged and then you can fly by all these other grade levels easily can i do that yeah can you advocate <laughs> for them students that you know that needs to like because they're gonna if they stay in the same grade they're gonna keep, keep on that same pace i'm gonna keep it 100 man i'm gonna keep it 100 mm-hmm. man i think i might get fired talking so much about uh <laughs> all this stuff don't say no names. I'm not saying any names. I'm just saying, like... Don't say every, anything everything, that's going to incriminate you. Everything is so based off of statistics. Mm, okay. Right? And who passes the star. Yep. That they wouldn't even want some of these smarter kids to skip grades. Because then it would be a bunch of kids who can't pass star all in the same grade together. Oh, snap. That's messed up. No, that's... But that's real, though. That's, like, that's that's a real thing. Wow. And I never had that thought until right now, so. Wow. Yeah. That 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 is insane. That it's, just blew my mind. It's all about statistics, man. Yeah. It's not even really about the kids. Which is why I was saying it's education thing. It's just like, it's not something that, it's, it's not what I thought it was going to be. It's, it's something completely different. Is something completely different. Mm-hmm. Honestly, getting a two perspective from your point of view and then from my sister's point of view because she's in another suburban area. So mm-hmm. it's like just hearing y'all compare what you go through on the daily and what she goes through on the daily is completely different. Yeah, and you and you said another suburban area. Mm-hmm. But to be clear, where I work is not it's a suburban not, area. Oh, yeah, he's not in suburban. Yeah. That's crazy. I also think it's the truth. Yeah. I most definitely do. <laughs> hey man, let me not let me not lose my uh, job. Yeah, let me, let's not let's not. Let's jump. We got big big things coming. Let's 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 jump real fast because something that we 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 spoke about in episode nine because this is episode nine and a half. <laughs> Something that we spoke about in the in the original episode uh-huh. that you all will never hear. We were talking about the Kendrick Lamar album. In episode eight, we did discuss that we will be uh, staying up all night and listening to the album, and we did. Well, I did. He did. And you fell asleep through the second volume. The second I did. Disc. <laughs> yeah, it was eighteen songs. Do yeah. you really think at 11 o'clock at night when this, look, yeah, he cooks for me and everything. I'm giving him his kudos. He cooked. We had good drinks. We had a good time. We both ended up taking off the next day. But y'all, by this too, what he messed up on, I ended up getting in bed and listening to the album. And that was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah. <laughs> And I was in the chair feeling trippy when uh <laughs> this too. What was it called? The song called Crown. Man, I was I was spinning around in the chair. Spinning around feeling trippy, dog. He woke me up. But Did nah, you hear this? Yeah, yeah. 
But now, last episode, we had talked about the Kendrick Lamar album. And I still just wanted to to make sure to, to spend some time to talk about it. And we could probably wrap up mm-hmm. on the album. We can probably wrap up on the album, for sure. And so, I just want to say it was five years from the last album. I think Damn was a masterpiece. I think To Pimper Butterfly. Do we Butterfly, have that on vinyl? Not that one. Please not that, that one. one. Uh, I know I have To Pimper Butterfly on vinyl. I think you do too. Which one with the um, burgundy? Burgundy? Band. The band. Bur- oh, you might have Damn. Mm-mm. No? Damn is red. Yeah, like a brick wall. Yeah, I have the burgundy car. The, that burgundy, oh, that oh, you band. have Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Okay, you got Good Kid, Mad City. I have Untitled, Unmastered mm-hmm. on on vinyl, signed. And I have to pimp a butterfly. And I have Good Kid, Mad City deluxe album signed. Um, but I, but but to to go back, I think all the albums have been a masterpiece, or masterpieces. Mm-hmm. And same thing with this one. This album here, in my opinion, was his most vulnerable album where he spoke about his life the most. Yeah. Talked about real things that were going on in his life and in his reality to to let us know what's been going on the last five years in his absence since he dropped his last uh, LP. And that's how he started the that's how he started the album. Mm-hmm. Said I've been going through something. 1,850 some days I've been going through something and then he tells you what he's been going through Mm -hmm. and then the realization that he made by the end of the album and when I first heard it it was different it doesn't it doesn't sound like what's on the radio to pimp a butterfly was a lot like that it sounded completely different from anything that that was out and this does the same thing but it for some people it takes time for you to listen to it and really just break it down and see it for what it is. It's definitely not for the faint of hearts. Yes, yeah, if of... you are a Kendrick Lamar fan, you will love it. If you are um, not, brace yourself if you want to listen to it. Yeah, I think I think even somebody that's a casual fan or a casual listener can can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it's not this. It's not this poppy drill drill rap Mm-mm. you know club ass shaking mu- music it's, n- it's nothing like that ain't no twerking going on in there yeah it's some song it's some, now it's some songs that are more upbeat and more so can live on the radio but mm-hmm. it's not that type of album man it's a lot of deep content uh a lot of deep uh content a lot of deep themes and we had touched on a lot of those and we had went more in depth. We really did, y'all. I have notes. Yeah. From the last one, like we, we was for real. Yeah. And 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 just a few of the songs, just to go through them really fast, mm-hmm. really fast, right? So, one of the songs was "United in Grief." Another one was "Father Time," "We Cry Together," "Savior," "Mother I Sober," and "Mirror." Now, all the songs were important and they had their own themes, but these were the songs that we had picked out. And so, do you want me to 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 bring them up quickly, or how would you? Just yeah, you could just... do it quickly. I feel like you're more in tune with it. Okay. Uh, and so, United in Grief, it was the opening track, and this song, 
it was it was more about Kendrick finding success in his life, finding commercial success, success which came with money, it mm-hmm. came with, with income, and but still being somebody from poverty, being from a damaged environment, and having all this trauma, mm-hmm. but being exposed to all this money and all this celebrity and success, and not knowing how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And when it says united in grief, he's saying grief as he's grieving. Just because he's making all this money, he's famous, people want to be with him, people want to be around him, that's not enough to make this pain and this trauma go away. So throughout the entire song, he's, he's spending his money on just things, trying to make the pain go away, to deal with this grief, but it never goes away, right? It, and you could say it gets worse. Mm. And that's just to show us that just because you, you're you famous or you have a lot of money, it does not make your problems go away. Nope. And I know a lot of people think that way. Like, if I were just, if I just made 100 grand, if I just made 75 grand. All my problems would be if I just If I just made 50 grand, 25 an hour, I'd, I'd be so good. Like, yeah, in some ways, but in other ways, you know, maybe not. Yeah. One line he said, I bought a watch, I bought a Rolex watch, only wore it once. Yeah. To me, I was like, God, and, and throughout the entire song, it was stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a Rolex wore once. I, I, I bought chains that I never wore in public. I bought a infinity pool I never swam in, you know. Bought a couple of mansions just for practice. Yeah. Just just spending money thinking it's going gonna, it's gonna to solve something, and it's not. And throughout the entire song, he kept on saying, I've been going through something. Yeah. And... And then jumping jumping from United in Grief, we had the song Father Tom, mm-hmm. which was a song about his dynamic with his father and the way that we grow up. Maybe just in American society, maybe beyond American society, and just even in, in, in third world countries, you know, because they have really harsh upbringings, mm-hmm. you know. And the way we have this dynamic with our fathers and with men and masculinity in our communities, where he was talking about how he was taught not to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. not to show emotion, not to show that he's hurt, to get up and brush it off. Mm-hmm. Like these, these sometimes could be well-intentioned, but these detrimental things that you that you throw into the psyche of like these young men, mm-hmm. right? That they have to be hard, and then even and then even having the example in the song where his mother said. You know, like lay off him. He's that boy's exhausted. And then, and then he said, his father said, "Go fuck yourself. Life's a bitch. And if he don't, and if he don't learn it right now, he ain't gonna be ready when he hit him in the real world. Mm-hmm. And that, and that could be because his father was hardened. So he's like, I gotta harden him, or he's not gonna be ready. So he's gonna be too soft. Yeah. He he said he's questioning why his why his daddy mama just died, and he already going back to work so soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, son, these these bills ain't got no silver spoon. It's just it's just showing like this super masculine. I just have to just get it. Be so strong and hard. No chaser need. And that's what he kept saying in that song. Yeah. <laughs> man, some stuff, man. Yeah. Because most songs aren't giving you this type of this type of content. Mm-mm. 
Like, we couldn't really break down most songs and just talk about these and then go into entirely different conversations just from some some lines from it. Yeah. You know? It was a good episode. I feel like it was a really good episode. The yeah. original episode nine. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been for our Kendrick Lamar fans. Yeah, maybe one day we can uh, salvage it. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to see about it. And then from, from Father Tom, we had We Cry Together, which was this back and forth song between Kendrick and and, a, and, a, and an actress named, um, man, I think her name was Paige Taylor. I, I believe her name was Paige Taylor. And I thought she was a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it turns out she had never rapped before. This was her rap debut. And it was just very toxic back and forth. Again, between a black man and a black woman. And just showing them eating at each other. And just eating at each other. Literally, y'all. Like I said in the last one. I, I need to stop saying that because it's not like they heard the last one. Yeah. So it's like, literally, the the way I explained it, it was, you know, the neighbors that you heard here next door in your apartment complex arguing back and forth with each other. You're like, oh, shh, y'all listen, they arguing. Literally, that's exactly how that song was. Two people arguing back and forth. And you could just hear the the hatred and all the negative stuff they were saying to each other. It just... And you, you knew, you knew the couple, <laughs> like everybody knows that one couple that's going to be doing this. So it was like, what the, what? And y'all, this was a song at the end of the day. This wasn't a movie. This was a song you was listening to. Like literally they were just going back and forth and you're like, wow. And you don't realize that everybody is rhyming throughout the entire argument. Cause literally they was arguing on the track. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just cussing each other out. Yep. And, bitch this nigga that it was just really it was really intense and but the end of the song it ended with them with them uh about to have sex Mm -hmm. and and so just showing this this very toxic dynamic between like either either being between wanting to kill each other and want to make love with each other it's Mm -hmm. just but that's not that's not that's not healthy Mm -mm. you know so showing this this unhealthy dynamic that some people have. It was it was just something, you know. But the, what that's what's ingrained in our culture, even through the rap music, through all these videos, through all the reality shows, through that po- is poetic what, justice, everything. Ain't that how Tupac and uh, Janet Jackson was at each other? Yep. Exactly how they was at each other. It's crazy. Hmm. But this is what that is what being fed to us at all times. Like that's what you want, yeah. right? You want that man to strength, you know, choke you and then kiss on you, and it's like, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> you know what's crazy? When <laughs> I when I was a teenager, when we were at church. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. There was a guy who was a year older than me, and he he had a big role at the church, junior deacon, all this type of stuff. And I know we were at we were at some Wednesday Wednesday service type thing, you know, like six six thirty seven o'clock at night in the evening and we were talking about relationships and and he had said to the to the guy who was running the class talking about man these girls don't want no want no good guy you know what i'm saying like i don't want no good guy they they be wanting all this other stuff and and he was like man that's not true blah blah blah, blah. so he started talking to the girls in the class and the girl's like, yeah, I can't, I can't have no nice guy, man. I need somebody that's gonna rough me up, and then, and, and, and we, and we children, bro, we teenagers. 
And it's like, all right, man. And he was like, see, see, see. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just sitting there taking it in. Like, man, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's ingrained, man. Yeah. Part of that is probably from seeing it. Mm-hmm. From seeing your, your mother deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your or, older sister. Or seeing your, your cousin. Or seeing your father do it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just observing it and being like, oh, I'm gone. That's how... That's how love is, cause they still together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, he gonna do anything for her though. You're like, oh, what? Yeah, it's crazy. And then, um, and then going to the next song, uh, we had Savior. Yeah. Which was which was basically about Kendrick exposing like these fake woke, not really for the people, uh, greedy you know, savior type people. And then also, uh, just explaining that he's not that person for us. Mm-hmm. So people painting him in this light of being this super pro black voice of our generation, voice of the people type figure. And he's saying like, I'm none of those things. I'm a regular person. Like I don't, I'm not trying to be that as a whole, putting all these, um, music artists on this pedestal is he pretty much saying stop. Because yeah. he name dropped. He said Drake. He said Future. He said everybody and their mama. Like, they are not your saviors. They yeah. probably taught you this. They probably showed you this. They probably said that. But they are not your saviors. Well, well he said Cole. He said Cole. Hmm? He said J. Cole. Yeah, he did. Not, not Drake. He was like, Kendrick made you think about it. But he is not your savior. <laughs> J. Cole that. made you feel empowered. But uh, he is not your savior. Then he said Future. Right? Future told you get a money counter. But he is not your savior. <laughs> LeBron made you give him his flowers, mm. but he's not your savior. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and then, and then I heard that uh, a line that he had changed, the LeBron line, uh-huh. that prior to, it said that Ye, Ye told you speak loud, but he is not your savior. That's mm. my Kanye. But mm. they changed it to LeBron. So I heard. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, just, just talking about how he's not, our, he's not the savior of black people or our communities, and also saying one of the lines he was saying, I'm tired. Ta- I'm tired of capitalists posing as compassionate saying, and then saying I rub shoulders with people that were for the people, you know, and, and saying they all greedy. I don't, I don't care for no public speaking. Mm-hmm. So saying that, cause there were people like, and one of the people was no name on Twitter, basically calling him and J Cole out and saying, where yo, top selling rap artists who who entire discographies are about black plant plant pain and, and black plight mm-hmm. where are they at when something's happening they can't even put a tweet out it's like what a tweet gonna do and he's saying like i've been in these circles with these people that say they for people and they really not they really just trying to profit off of it and you know i'm not trying to be out here speaking on stuff mm-hmm. like i got my own issues and I'm trying to I'm trying to deal with my trauma. Pretty much the same thing you going through, I'm going through it too. Yeah. That's pretty much the the theme of this song is like stop. Stop putting me on this pedestal because the same issues you got. I'm the one that gotta go through therapy just like you. Right. But my favorite line in 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 the um song was where I've been protecting my soul in the valley of silence. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just just having to be away from everything, man. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything isn't meant for social media, and Mm-mm. and I know some people feel like, and I'm not just trying to discount it because sometimes it is good for information to spread. Mm-hmm. But 
just posting stuff on social media is not it's not it's not real work mm-hmm. you know now if you like some historian or some type of news outlet that's consistently doing this like we just trying to get the like you know but just tweeting stuff and even even just going to a protest like that's not like just the work because even in the song he said one protest for you 365 for me meaning like yeah you out here trying to deal with this shit on one day but like this i have to deal with this and and, and fight against this type of stuff my entire my entire year in which is equivalent to my, my entire life, life. <laughs> yeah and so you know and i can agree with that because a lot of this stuff like making tweets mm-hmm. you saw when the black lives matter thing happened right a lot of companies were making tweets mm-hmm. a lot of companies were saying we stand with BLM and we stand with this and that and that and this. Oh, and they still doing it today because my sister sent me a post with uh I think it's Walmart. Let me just look it up. Yeah, well, so it's it's Walmart prepares for Juneteenth with the release of their new ice cream and it's the celebration edition of Juneteenth. They got all the black colors and the you know the the um. They got some African African colors. In yeah, and it just it's a Juneteenth ice cream, bro. And it's and it's performatism. Yeah, that's all you doing. That's all they doing. It's performing. And and just like with the Juneteenth ice cream, the 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 White House making Juneteenth the national, national holiday, holiday is performatism too, because it's like is is signaling that like oh I'm an ally and I'm doing this for the black community, but you aren't doing anything that's tangible. You put people another- already celebrated Juneteenth. Like we don't need you. We don't need you to do that. Like Don people says, they pretty much just put a pillow. Yeah pillow down oh you you know you still need help you still on the ground let me go and get a put a blanket over right to help right right it, but but no take a step back mm-hmm. to explain the whole thing that he said he was saying that the the democratic party when like let's say let's say you out and you get hurt and mm-hmm. you fall on the ground and rather than you coming and helping me back up on my feet mm-hmm. what you gonna do is make it comfortable for me on the ground yeah so i'm gonna put a pillow under you I'm gonna give you a blanket. I'm gonna do all this stuff. I'm gonna do everything. I'm gonna do everything except help you back up and put you back on your feet mm-hmm. to where you on equal standing ground with me. And he said that's what the Democratic Party be doing. And he said he's a lifelong Point Blake, politicians. And he said he's a lifelong Democrat. Mm-hmm. So this isn't somebody that's just like, like you can just play it off like, oh, he's a Republican, so he just said, like, no, mm-hmm. this is a lifelong Democrat who still votes Democratic. And he worth seven hundred million. 700 million saying a black man and saying that this is what he's noticing these people doing and mm-hmm. i can agree i can agree with it oh yeah juneteenth made a holler bro you better do something for real let's see if you're gonna forget these two loans that's the first step that that's the first step because student loans more uh they more so f- affect the black community mm-hmm. and and like with this uh racial wealth gap it affects the black community more. And so, um, and then just really quick, really quick, just to run through the last two. Uh, the song, I wasn't even going to touch on them. The song Mother I Sober, mm-hmm. he was talking about sexual abuse. He was talking about his mother being sexually abused as when he was a child mm-hmm. and the way he felt about that, feeling like he was, I might say I might say he felt like it was his fault. Or he was saying he felt like he should have he should have did something or intervened, got yeah, a gun he, or something. Yeah, pretty much. But 
listening to the song, you realize he was only five years old when she was actually molested. Yeah. So it's like it's nothing he actually could have done, but he still put that on yeah. himself. Yeah. He he yeah for sure. And then and then how years later that transpired into him having a sex addiction mm-hmm. and and dealing with all these different women. And then saying to his, his to his fiance, where his fiance asking him, who might be his wife now, asking him, "Do you have a problem?" And I and I want you to take this number and get some help. Mm-hmm. And just talking about something that deep, and then even going going as far as to saying that we as black people were sexually traumatized from slavery. Mm-hmm. You know, from from them making men. Um, have sex with their own mothers, have sex with their own sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you when you were a slave and it comes to like breeding and making more slaves, it's like I don't care I don't care about none of that. You know? Yeah. And and making people do this foul stuff and then even saying making the men uh uh sleep with each other and or even them doing that to the men as punishment and making everybody see it just to instill more fear in people mm-hmm. because that happened as well. Like, part of that's called bug breaking, you know? Yeah. Like, the same way you take a wild animal and then you break it to the point where it's domesticated and doesn't fight back no more. Mm-hmm. It's saying, like, they call it bug breaking. We're going to do the same thing to these men. And we're going to break them so crazy and, and damage them so much psychologically they're not going to even fight back. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be bigger and stronger than me, you know, looking down on me even. But they're not going to fight me back. No. It's, it's just crazy. This is this is an album, man. But if you so caught up in trying to feel that poppy, poppy, I want to dance. This bump in the whip, you're not gonna catch it. Mm-hmm. Cause well, how many albums did he sell? I think his record was only two hundred fifty. He sold two hundred ninety-five thousand. Mm-hmm. And and damn, sold six hundred like six hundred and three thousand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's in half. Yeah. It's in half. You know, but I mean, it's 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 been a great album, and then and then it just ended off with Mirror, and Mirror was just again just saying that he chooses himself over being this activist, mm-hmm. above above being like this person for the people. He's choosing himself and choosing the happiness, his happiness and the happiness of his family, yep. and uh, and saying I choose me. I'm sorry, you know. And so it's, I didn't catch it at first, but it's a very conceptual album. And if you go back and listen to it, you really get that get that feeling from it. And so I give it a, man. 10 out of 10. Uh, uh, I'll give it a 9. It's like 10. Mm. It's like, it's like, it's really up there. It's, it's, it's really up there. And I think the more I listen to it, it'll it'll push more to, toward the ten. So, that was, oh man, <laughs> that was Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. We never, never even said, said the album title. <laughs> that was Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Kendrick Lamar, man. Yeah. And so, great album, man. <sighs> yeah, man. I think that's. I think, I think that covers it, man. We that covers it. we went back and, and hit episode nine. You know, the original. And uh man, this has been episode nine and a half. You got any you got anything to, to say or 
Any any way you want to close it? Um, I feel like Kendrick was a great way to close it out. For sure. But um, I want y'all to get ready for the big things that's coming our way. Um, because literally we setting ourselves up for bigger and better things. Yeah. So we're gonna see what direction it goes. Yeah, definitely want to do big things on the channel. Uh, apologies for for missing a week. Uh, we realized we had a lot of momentum, mm-hmm. and we just want that momentum to continue to, to continue and for the channel to get bigger. And we missed we missed that week again because we had technical difficulties. But my mic, yeah, it did not pick up did. for some reason. Yeah, it was just one sided audio, and it absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, when I figured it out. Yeah, but but you know, like Fifty Cent said, get it back on the next one. Mm-hmm. This has been a great episode. And um, just to just to close out, I think I wanted to say that um, we just hope that it didn't do it this time when we got a full episode. Let's see, mic check one, two. Hey. Hey, it's still loud. It's over there. Man, <laughs> yeah, y'all say a prayer. Yeah. But by the time y'all see it, y'all not going to even have to say a prayer. Right. <laughs> All right, man. This has been episode nine slash nine and a half. Yeah. We, we appreciate y'all. It's Derek and DJ, and, and we out of here, man. Bye.